and welcome to Don't Filter Feelings. If you've listened to this podcast before, welcome back. And if this is the first time you've had us in your ears, then hello. I'm Lauren Layfield, and on this podcast, we have conversations about issues that matter with people who have stories to share. And this episode is all about real fears. And I'm on the set of Hollyoaks with Rachel Adedeji and the Speakmans. Most phobias and fears are based on a misunderstanding. It's incredible to think that you can actually overcome something. Never ever would I have thought that I could even get back in a pool. Rachel, Nick and Eva, welcome to Don't Filter Feelings. Now, Rachel, we've had a few of our guests who have done their Hollyoaks audition in this very room right yes. here. Did you do yours? I did mine in here as well. Did you? Yeah, I actually feel like this is probably my second time back in here since so yeah so how did the audition process go obviously like this was not your thing beforehand no, you no. were singing yes exactly. what was it like coming and doing this it was really scary but I kind of really went for it and just thought just go for this you know because in my head an audition process I just kind of thought oh we'll probably just be in a room somewhere like a school hall right. but no I came here and saw this set and thought right and I remember doing one scene and going for it and going I'm gonna storm up the stairs and I ran up the stairs expecting there to be another <laughs> level and it was just a room I was like a wall I was like oh okay Okay, cool. I'll just face here until they call cut. Yeah, disclaimer, everything yeah. here is like a lie. You yeah. go out of like out of the door yeah. and you're into a corridor. It's not outside. No. You go up some stairs and there's nothing there. There's you can nothing. fall off the edge. Exactly. It's yeah. all a load of lies. Have you ever been to a a, a set for like a, a TV drama before, guys? We are, we've not been on this set, but mm. yes, we have been Coronation Street. Oh, and let's not talk about that yeah, one. Right, Boom. We'll, we'll Boom. But, and funnily enough, we, we haven't been for an audition here either. Yeah. Well, I can see you as like a... a as like a killer in a in a soap. Oh, I, do you know I would love no. to do that? I, do you know what? I love horror films, and I would love to be a you know a psychotic killer. Oh, yeah, that question. <laughs> yeah, if you've got any parts coming up, just you know what I mean. Yeah, sort it. We can back. Yeah, no problem. I'm thinking. I'm thinking he needs yeah. a bit of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Well, funny you should say that because today uh, we are talking all about fears. Obviously, this is something that you guys are very well versed in. And um, before we get onto that, the first question we ask everybody here is how they're feeling today. So, Rachel, how are you feeling today? You can be honest. I feel great, actually. Do I you? feel really good. Yeah, I woke up this morning feeling fully rested. Um, put my baby in nursery. I know I have this thing of thinking, right? If I'm not working, should I put my child in nursery or should I play with her? And I mm. went, don't feel guilty. Just mm-hmm. drop her off. Because sometimes you get that as a mother. You get that sort of sense of guilt. Sometimes I go, God, I should only really just put her in nursery when I'm working. But I just thought, you know, I'm going to have a morning off. It's okay. So I'm glad I did that because I feel great. I managed to... Get some time to I've got to say that I think we're socially conditioned to believe that as yeah. a parent that we come second. Exactly. Um, and I do think that it's kind of the pebble in the water effect that, you know, the ripple in the water effect. Yeah. So what I mean by that, Rachel, is, is that if you're happy, then your child will be happy too. So I think it's really important to take a bit of time out and realise that in doing so, it's actually the least selfish thing you can do because it's in both your benefits. No, in you're fact, right, there's actually. only one person with you. 24 hours a day, seven days a week and for the rest of your life. And everyone else will come in and out of your life. So if you don't put yourself first, you there's no way you can look after your kids. Yeah, I, I hear that. That's sound that's advice. Good. I yeah. like it. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, yeah. Nick, how are you feeling today? Do you know I'm feeling? I'm feeling great today because mm. obviously I'm going to talk about you know one of my favourite subjects. However, I have got a little bit of tiredness going on, and the reason for that what have you been is, up to? Is because no, on Friday night we celebrated our daughter's recent graduation. Oh, congratulations uh, yeah, yeah. to the Speakman uh, Junior. Yeah, I'll tell you about that in a second. But we had so we had a party for her. We rented this beautiful house. We had this party for her um, and Eve and I did an all-nighter so first we just time in like first years. time in years <laughs> like literally what time was bedtime 
Um, no, there wasn't. The we, didn't, day. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't do a bedtime. Yes. The following day. So yeah. it's the first time in a long time, but I've still got the remnants of the repercussions because, you know, from Monday, Tuesday, I felt tired and, and I'm feeling okay today, but I, just a little underlying. Do you remember when you was like 18 and you could just bounce back and you were just like, nah, just yeah. carry on. Yeah, what's you're, you're wrong? You're yeah, well, I can on. tell you, it's not as easy when you get older. <laughs> but let me tell you, we're very proud because uh, our daughter, Liv, has just graduated from Oxford University. Oh. Oh, even better. Yes, and she got a first class honours. What was her degree in? In experimental, experimental psychology and neuroscience. She's wow. following in the footsteps. I mean, of course it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, we're so like proud, years. honestly. We're so proud. proud. You've got all that lovely stuff to come. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Liv, was it? Yes. Yeah. Congratulations, Liv. Um, Eva. I'm feeling great, thank you. Yeah, really good. I'm feeling very excited to be here, so thanks for having us. Really excited to share something that we're incredibly passionate about as well. I am very excited to pick your brains this because I was saying earlier I feel like my fears have gone up the older I've got so I've got many things I will uh, pick your brains about um speaking of fears and the, the the bonus question we're going to ask you before we get cracking is what are your fears so Rachel what are your fears so one of my fears um was actually deep water right yes I had a major fear of of water and, and swimming um so I just kind of put it off my whole life and totally ignored it and what do you remember um, what made you scared of water in the first place because I had a really bad experience um as a child actually I went swimming with my school um and then just let go and then I ended up sort of just what, what felt like to me like was drowning and then oh after God. that I just was like I'm never doing it again you oh know up until recently up until recently yeah. so tell us about what happened recently so recently um I did a show called single swim uh with channel four for stand up to cancer uh where there was about 10 to 12 of us who are not swimmers and the challenge was basically to see if we were able to learn how to swim overcome that fear and then take part in swimming a relay channel swim so um not just like yeah. in, a, in a pool no not, not pool. just in like uh i don't know even like a stream yeah. or a river oh no the channel the english channel so we started in dover and we ended up in France. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Who does that? I know. Well, amazing. we ended up in France. Yeah. Amazing. But we didn't quite touch the shore because we had four miles left, but the weather then took... Oh, I heard about yeah, this. Yeah. The weather then just, it got insane. It just wasn't... We weren't experienced enough swimmers to have taken on such weather conditions, but... I did get a text on my phone saying, welcome to France. And I thought, oh, God, we're here. Therefore, <laughs> we go. still swam to France. So, um, so we did. Just hold on a second. You weren't swimming and texting, were you? No, no, no. <laughs> it, was when I got, it was when I got out and I just checked my phone. <laughs> just when I got bored so during my... During my yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's... So for me, it's... Honestly, it's incredible to think that you can actually overcome something because, like I said, never ever would I have thought that I could even get back in a pool, let alone do something That's like amazing, like swimming well, the really channel. Amazing. But it just goes to show sometimes it really is all up here. It's all up not up sometimes, here. all the time. all the time. It's you're you're right, time. And, and it's just based. You know, most phobias and fears are based on a misunderstanding. And and in that situation that you just explained, then at school, that literally was a misunderstanding because the water is just an inanimate object that just exists. Yeah. The thing that went wrong was whoever was supposed to be taking care of you mm-hmm. or you let know, go of you or let go of you mm-hmm. or so mm-hmm. that that was the issue it wasn't the water it was an obvious but obviously in that situation you suddenly blamed the water for what happened yeah uh, and like i said the water was was just there yeah you're uh, right. it was just circumstances what mm. what reaction previously did water give you how did it make you feel i suppose i only sort of associated water with just 
keeping clean. So washing the dishes, taking a shower. But there was no sort of, after that experience, I just didn't understand how and why people saw it in a, as a pleasurable yeah. thing, you know. Mm going in the water and swimming for fun I just didn't ever get that because I suppose to me at the time it had a negative effect on me uh, mentally and physically so I just kind of instantly shut it off Um, but I think because I knew that this obviously was a great thing to do I wanted to kind of test myself if anything so when I signed up to do this, to do this, I didn't. Come, I didn't even think about the channel swim. I just thought, you know what? Let's just take each step at a time. And if I can get through one session, and I can get through the next, then that would be great. So I think because I just, I'm quite good at sort of when I, once I do something, I like to sort of stick at it. Yeah. And I think once I started to realise that the water is my friend, and actually I wasn't drowning each time I got in, I thought, well, actually, physically, I can do this. So there's no problem why I, why I shouldn't. Um, you what know. was the programme based on to help you to get over your fear? Was it just to g- gain confidence in the water? I think so it, was it just swimming? Was it literally yeah. just a it, little bit like gradual exposure, I guess? Exactly, yeah. Okay. But um, So it started off with about 10 of us and um, unfortunately only seven of us ended up doing the actual mm. swim because then also you started to see along the way that some people really couldn't deal with it because there are people that had even worse experiences than me people that almost nearly drowned twice as adults and you know so so for them it was really difficult and even sometimes it wasn't an easy process I mean 12 weeks of swimming it was hard and I probably didn't even start enjoying it until the last four weeks or something because I remember the sessions it wasn't only just the learning it was also right this weekend we're going to now take you to Burr Island in the sea and we want you to just swim a thousand meters go and it's a bit like okay yeah okay so as you're swimming and I'm like this is great all of a sudden I remember what happened Mm. and then I started to panic and then instantly those fears come back and I'm like right get me out you know so it's like like you were saying it really is up here because when I got to the channel swim I knew that once I was in the water I had to swim for an hour consistently without stopping and as soon as I started to remember where I was, I could feel my body kind of going. Oh. But then I just thought, Rachel, snap out of it. Mm-hmm. And just think about what you're doing. Just one arm in front of the other. And I managed to just do it. And then I couldn't wait to get back in again. It's crazy. I was going to say, can you now go to a swimming pool without any hesitation? Gosh, now I'm craving to get into open water swimming. I'm literally oh, like, gosh, yay. take me somewhere. Yeah, it's, it is. Making up for lost time. Yeah, exactly. And I think the good thing for, for me, I wanted to challenge myself was also because I didn't want to have that fear installed onto my child. I, you Absolutely know, right. There are so many, you know, groups like baby groups where they do swimming stuff. And I haven't taken her up until now because... I I instantly thought, well, what happened to me is, you know, I was scared and I just kind of thought I don't want her to ever go through that. Um, but now I think it's important that I have learned because I want to be able to teach her. I want to be able to take her mm-hmm. and also not, you know, allow her to have that I sort of sense of I think that people that have fear. never had a phobia, they don't realise how it makes your world so much smaller yeah. because there's so many things that you, you don't want to do and mm-hmm. holidays can be affected and, and doing social things and th- doing things with your baby. That's and it. Quite often, most phobias can be cured within an hour. When, when we started working on this morning, which was it'd be ten years uh, next, next year, year uh, what we what we would have to do, we would come on the show and they'd sit someone down on the sofa with us. It's the first time we ever meet them, but I mean we know that they've got like I don't know a clown phobia, a spider phobia, whatever it is, and we'll meet them first time on the sofa. And what would happen? They put them on a heart monitor. And Phil or Hollywood say, right, okay, so we've got some tests here. So let's say with spiders, firstly, they go, right, okay, so they're on the heart monitor and they show them a photograph of a spider and obviously the viewer could see the heart rate. And we would only ever go as far as they were comfortable. Uh, And then they go from a photograph to maybe a video to maybe a small spider and then a big spider and to the point where everyone could see that they were phobic. Mm -hmm. That was the before. Then we would go away with them and we had an hour it was always an hour to work with them. We'd come back and do the exact same test and they'd be fine. That's 
And I feel a little bit insane, more. insane, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's like, that's insane. Like, so what... Can, can you reveal your secrets? Are you yeah. like magicians? No, do you yeah. know, like, no, no, no. no. It's, How it's, do you do that? It's a very simple process. Our, our therapy is based on common sense. And, and whenever we work with someone, uh, they go, oh, why was it that simple? And it is, because ultimately, the starting point is you weren't born with a phobia. Most phobias are created between the ages of 5 and 13. Mm. And every time, Rachel, I don't know how old you were when you had your incident, but you would go back to use the reference from your childhood mm. on how to think and feel about water. Mm. Uh, and, that, and that's ultimately what happens. And so many people say to us, I know this is stupid, you know, I can see, I, I don't want this anymore, but they can't help it because when they're facing that situation, the brain goes, right, I'm going to protect you from this. And this scheme or reference that they created as a child then runs the show. Mm-hmm. And as much as they're saying, I don't want this, it will take over. Have you guys ever had any fears? Yes, I used to have a fear of heights and I used to have a, he- bleh, a fear of spiders, but not oh. anymore. So how, did you Nick self... Help- no, Nick helped help. me. No, Nick yeah. helped me and I helped him because what was yours? Cockroaches. It's interesting that like animal ones feature quite highly. We'll go through a list of things. That's true. Of, uh, what the, uh, the top, I think this is top five most common fears. Uh, number five, fear of dogs. Mm, very common, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. a weird one, I think, because I love dogs. Same. Why is it that people struggle with that one so much? Most, the, the most common reason that we found um, is when... Uh, when a child, maybe like two, three, four years of age, and a big dog's been excited to see them, mm-hmm. and it's knocked them over because it's bounded over and knocked them over, and they've not understood that that was just done in fun and friendliness. And they thought the dog was attacking. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, the that is usually the most common cause of a dog phobia. It's funny that we can either like love them or it can be in the top five fears, isn't it? What a funny thing. Yeah. Uh, number four, fear of flying. Uh, number three, fear of heights, like yours, Eva. Yeah. So how did heights, for example? Because I'm all right, weirdly, I'm all right with heights, just as long as I'm not going to go off the side of the building. It was from when I was a little girl. I was on the, um, you know, like the big wheel at a fun fair. Yeah. And uh, we stopped at the top. And, you know, you stop, it sort of stops and then people get off. Uh-huh. Um, and I was sat with somebody who started shaking the, the carriage. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall. And, and that was it, just from there. Uh, and I actually went through life thinking, oh, well, you know, like, uh-huh. you, you make excuses. I was like, oh, no, it's OK. Well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really need to be up high. So it's fine, it's fine. And then about maybe 10... 12 years ago we were working on a show in LA and the, the, the concept of the show was to help five people who had a fear of heights do something that somebody who didn't have a fear of heights um, want would do. want to do. So the end of the show was to get these five people who we'd worked with to um, zip line between two skyscrapers in downtown LA, oh which I was still quite cool with. I was like, right, okay, we'll fix you because I'm okay with this. Um, I don't really need fixing because I don't really need to do the height thing. And then they said, right, okay, so we're going to do this zip line thing and either you're going to go first. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, now's the yeah, time. I'm just going to disclaim. Yeah, I went, excuse yeah. me. Just so you know. Yes. Excuse me a second. <laughs> and literally, I remember we were stood under a fire escape on the top of a skyscraper in downtown Los Angeles <laughs> and Nick had to treat me for my fear of heights oh and I was, fine. I was fine. So hang on, you just treated then and there on the spot? Yeah. 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 So um, They are like yeah. magicians. Yeah. Powerful. <laughs> this so, is amazing. Um, yeah, so we did that. So that was mine. And then spiders, um, again, that was just... That was a fairly straightforward. With spiders, spiders think, number one on the yeah, list. Yeah, because I think the thing with spiders is is that it kind of it passes on. Because let's face it, <clears throat> nobody really in this country has a bad experience with a spider. Yeah, that's so strange, though, isn't it? That they are. We know they're harmless to us here, but so many people it's hate just them. conditioned. Do you know what's really interesting is that you know spiders. You know, a spider in this country will not hurt you. We however, however, and people suffer with arachnophobia. However, in Australia. 
right? There's several spiders over there that will literally kill you. Mm. But people don't suffer with arachnophobia. Quite as much as they do in this Isn't country. Isn't that amazing? So uh, what, why? Education. Yeah, it is. It's because all, all fears, uh, fears aren't real, you know? And a lot of them Phobias. are through. Uh, phobias. They are, they are th- through uh, a lack of understanding. Mm. So, so what happens in, like, you know, in the UK, we're taught... Uh, we're not taught anything about spiders, so children form their own opinions, and a lot of opinions are from horror films, scary things. You know, we're not Halloween spiders. They're seen as you know as nasty. Whereas in Australia, in school, uh, they're taught right. These spiders over here, these are okay. Mm. These won't hurt you. These spiders, these can be really nasty. And if they bite you, you need to tell an adult. You need to go to hospital because you could die. But so taught- with that education. They're not, they're not fearful. But they're also they taught understand. that spiders aren't aggressive. They're just literally, they're just trying to protect themselves. So I remember somebody that was bitten by a black widow that we, we worked with once and uh, that was because they... Yeah, we weren't expecting that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but in fairness, you know, they, they sat on this poor little thing. So what's it supposed to do? You know, it's just, it was just defending itself. So it wasn't an act of aggression. It, yeah. was, it was just literally protection. So, um, but yeah. yeah, I've got to say that I, spiders are amongst my favourite creatures now from having... <gasps> They really are, yeah. Because yeah. I really feel sorry for them. Because I just think that they get—they've got such a bad reputation, unfairly. Um, when literally they are—they just want to be left alone. My sister has a huge uh, phobia and fear of spiders, but even the tiniest ones that are like so little that you could probably just squish with really? your finger, she just. But like starts like really panicking, but then she's not scared of mice or rats, and I'm scared of those. Like yeah. I hate them. And like on in one in our old house, there was like this massive rat, and she just went, "Oh, give us a spade or something." Let's just. And I was like, "Are you joking?" <gasps> but you call me when I'm all the way in Liverpool and go, "There's a spider in my room, and I don't know what to do." I'm like, "Are you joking?" It's crazy that, and I'm like, "But they're, t- they're small." Like I think the yeah. I should say number two is obviously snakes as well. Yes, yeah, list, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, it is interesting that different people have these different fears you can be scared of something that's teeny 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 you can be scared of a rat you can be scared of something that's maybe just not even tangible um, Lauren honestly yeah. the, the things that we've heard over the years have even surprised us the, the, the most unusual things that, that even to this day that we think flipping you know we've been doing What's this now for 20 one? years and there's still things that come through and you think really so you like gravity someone had a fear of yeah, gravity yeah I mean there, someone what? recently had a fear of mushy peas yeah mushy peas yeah. Oh. Gravity, well, how are you boots. scared of gravity? Bear in mind, uh, frightened that gravity is going to give way, that it's going to yeah, gravity is going to suddenly float disappear off. and they'll float off into space. And uh, and you know, you might think, well, that's a bit ridiculous, but this this lady lived in Devon in this beautiful cottage overlooking the seaside, and and, and she was worried that gravity would disappear, so she sold you know this house that was the love of her life and moved into central London just so that it, if gravity went she could cling onto a building and grab hold of it no that is a, I mean that's incredible Isn't that's that? so wow. extreme tin foil is another then you've got your more common ones like dentists doctors needles blood uh, vomit is really really yeah, common so phobia of vomit. vomit yeah um, vomit and, and I think the number one phobia in the world even though it's not on that list is glossophobia which is the fear of public speaking yeah, that's huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we've had, honestly, like body hair. So 
we a guy that we worked with that had to shave his entire body yeah. because he, all the time yeah all the time because he couldn't everything, everything. everything. So everything. as soon as a little bit of stubble yeah it all had to go yeah it all had to go yeah I know someone who's got a fear of holes like, like that's holes. common <laughs> you were saying we were about that just before we started so 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 but they just get really itchy yeah 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 so that's a really interesting one Trypophobia. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I've never had that phobia at all. I don't know what I've seen, but it's, it's now getting you... worse and worse and worse. And now it's got to a stage where a few years ago I'd seen something. It was something you could see. They go online, they go on Facebook. Well, I was going to say social media right. has actually helped to inflate. Has it? Yeah, it has, because we're hearing about it more than we've ever heard about it before. And it does come down to things being posted on social media. So the other day it was... Oh, it was... Oh, it was a foot... It was a foot that... Yeah, right, Rachel's face is everything. It was what? a foot. I've not seen it. It was a it foot with all these holes, what right, the on the bottom the of it. Right. And that night, I went to sleep, and I closed my eyes, and I swear to God, all I could see, every time I closed my lids, I could see the holes on the back of my eyelids, and then I couldn't fall asleep then, because I was just creeping out, like... Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bear it. But is that is that a, a phobia, or is it a fear, or what is well, it? Well, there's been a lot of studies done on, on trypophobia, um, and they've actually suggested from the studies that we saw that it's actually um it's it's more of a dislike because it's mm. a little bit icky mm. so it's like if you imagine somebody uh, watching somebody squeeze a spot or a oh, boil like and watching yeah. pus come out of it you go like oh it's kind of that same reaction it's not a phobia but it's a bit of a repulsion right that's what they believe um is that where it where it stems from and is it like so is a phobia and a fear the same thing basically i think the best way to describe it is that a fear is something that you can live with and you can just get on with your life. However, a phobia is something that will begin to slowly de- debilitate okay. your life um, and, and cause you more issues. I have, I think, I have a fear of singing publicly, which Shut is up. which is stupid. No, what? which is what? which is honestly, right. and it's bizarre because people go, "How can you say that when you sang in front of Simon Cow?" But honestly. Yeah. I did so I did X Factor when I was like 17 when I was 17, 18 I didn't really have a care in the world I just kind of sang and I wanted everybody to hear me but now if I was asked to do the X Factor again I honestly physically I don't think I'd be able to so let me ask you a question though uh, Rachel is Mm. it a fear of singing or is it a fear of being judged? Oh, actually, Whoa. that's good, isn't it? I don't know see, I don't know because if you you said, right, sing now I'd probably do it but I'd know inside my heart would be racing and and I'd be feeling I don't know if it's the fear of not singing as well as in my head I want so to, as, as I want to sound if you're yeah. not so if you said a fear, fear, fear of being judged mm. what I was going to ask you is do you have a fear of comparison and what I mean by that is you're on the X Factor you did well on the X Factor will I be ever as good mm. as I was then oh yeah maybe that's what it is because sometimes I can like if I think back to for example the other day I had a singing lesson um and the song was quite high. And I remember just before I even sang it, I just said to my teacher, I said, oh God, I can't do that. And she just went, but that note is like a C. You've sang an E before. Mm. Right. So, so physically you can do it, but I've gone, no, oh, no, no, I can't. And she went, okay, well, let's just do a few scales. Did some scales and she went, so you've just gone higher than what you 
yeah. you mentally thought you yeah. couldn't do. So I don't know why that is. I don't know why instantly I've set myself up for going, I can't do it. It's, it sounds it's, to me like you don't want to put yourself up for that comparison. Which surely is understandable when you have gone on the biggest TV show on British television yeah. and gone up for yeah. comparison and judgment week yeah. in, week out. But, but like you said, it's weird because as you get older, you, you almost get more scared. And I don't know if that's because when I was 17, 18, I just kind of thought, oh, well, you know, I'll just see how it goes. And mm. I kind of just did it. I never really had that fear before going on stage. Whereas as I've gotten older, maybe it's because I've seen it more as less as a hobby and now as a profession. Mm. I want to be perfect. I want yeah, to be like Celine like, Dion. Yeah. I want to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're putting a bigger pressure on yourself. Yeah. 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 Years, there's more at stake. Okay. You see, the more, in, in any given situation, the more, is it, the more you have at stake, the more anxious you're going to feel. Okay. So if you, obviously, we started this conversation by talking about the fact that you came here for an interview, for mm. an audition. Mm. If you go for an audition and you're not bothered about the part, then... You know, and you haven't got much, you know, you don't really care that much. Mm. But if you really, really want the part, you start feeling anxious mm. about it because, you know, it, it, you've got a lot riding on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that now it is your profession, mm. you've got a lot riding it. But what I'd like you to consider is that even the Celine Dion's of this world, who've been around for years and had so many incredible hits, they can still put out a really bad song. Hmm. But it doesn't mean that bad singers, does it? Yeah, you're right. You're so right. Because Mariah Carey, who we know is just such an incredible singer. Yeah. I remember seeing a footage of her going out. <laughs> she started singing and I don't think, I think air just came out. But she still owned that stage yeah. and was like, I thought this woman's not even singing. <laughs> but she's still owning it. And actually, it didn't stop her from getting back on stage because she did another no. show the following she year. Care, <laughs> but I'd love to have that level of oh, energy. God. Like, just to be like, instead of sort of... And I think it is from a bad experience because... I, I mean, I'm not trying to big myself up, but because I know that I was good before, or yeah, yeah. and then I did one show or something on stage, and it wasn't as good as the previous show. So I always think back to that bad time, there you and go. That's instead what of it thinking is. about the yes, the several many great it, times where I was using that as a know. reference. And, and yeah. can I just say that we are we're all socially conditioned mm. not to brag, right? People say don't brag, and you just said that I don't mean to big myself up, mm-hmm. but. How would I know? Yeah. Right? I remember your next facts, but let's say I'd never seen your next mm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you might be a, a really terrible singer. Yeah. So unless you tell me that you're good, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I have this this saying that no one out there is blowing your trumpet. You know, you, you talk as a kid, don't blow your own trumpet, it's mm. not famous. But who's blowing that trumpet? <laughs> If you don't blow it yourself, it ain't going to get blown. So, Rachel, as somebody who has conquered their fear, mm. which is incredible, what has that done for you in your life? What kind of confidence has that given you? Do you know what? I think it's actually made me realise that you can do anything, you know, if you put your mind to it. Because the swimming side of things, you know, as we explained, I had that fear of water and I blamed water and water was the problem because of what I experienced at the time. But then when we kind of broke it down and I had my sessions... And I was just taught to swim properly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just about the physicality. You know, in, physically, there's no reason why I wouldn't, you know, just kick kicking and then just do each stroke correctly. And then once I realised that I could do that, that fear of the water then kind of slowly, gradually went away. Mm-hmm. But then obviously the swimming now is what I could focus on. So the fear had gone, but now it's now learning a new skill. Right. And then it's sort of, and then once I was able to do that, I then realised that, you know, you can really conquer anything if you just put your mind to it because it really was all mental. It was Mm. all up there. My mind was just constantly telling me no. Every time I saw water, it was just not something I wanted to react with, you know. And But now it's just made me realise that if I can do that in such a short space of time, I can really do anything else. So it's it's that thing of I want people to sort of 
witness what I did, see that, hear that and realise that they can really take on anything. They can overcome those fears and phobias. And, you know, even like, you know, my little sister with the spiders, it's like, you know, if I can swim a bit of the channel, you can really, you know, you can get over that fear of your spider because not only, even the swimming in the channel, each stroke, I was swimming at like midnight. Every, every stroke I was smacking jellyfish. Oh, I would God. look up and I could see a seal, things like that. Oh, and I... Associated that with water, so grew up thinking, "Oh God, I hate jellyfish, I hate seals, and all that." But I just knew that at that point in time, the last thing I wanted to do was panic, and I just thought, "Just you're all right, you're okay." Yeah. You know, there are people that do the whole thing and they survive, and it's remembering that actually, you know, you're you're all right. Like you're not going to harm, nothing's going to harm you, and that's and it. And what wider effect does that have on your life, generally speaking? Does it do much for you? Personally, I bet you just walk out the door thinking, "Bring it on, I'll yeah, do anything." Now. Yeah, I think it, I feel a little bit stronger if anything um and actually in a weird way it kind of has helped me with my with my singing because um even like I say I've been going back to sort of my singing lessons and stuff I I I like booked a singing lesson as soon as I you know finished doing my swim because I thought I'm gonna keep you know practicing now because you get into the habit of pushing yourself exactly and it's and it's just that because I don't want to have to have that fear I don't want to install that fear onto my child and I don't know if maybe having a baby has kind of given me this sort of sense of strength that like I want my child to grow up and love herself and be able to do everything and anything but obviously it all starts from me Mm -hmm. and it starts from what she sees you know so if I'm at home and I'm singing she might be able to go okay that's great mummy's enjoying it therefore I'm going to do it whereas if I'm going oh god no that note's stop singing darling because that note was awful right then you know so it's that thing of I want people to see that you know you can really do anything and take on the world and there's there's no reason why, why you shouldn't. That is amazing. Listen, Rachel, Nick, Eva, thank you so much for joining us and not filtering your feelings. If you're listening to this and your fears and phobias are getting you down in any kind of way, you can check out the support pages over at channel4.com slash support. And if you want more Don't Filter Feelings, you can search the hashtag or check out Hollyoaks on your social feeds. We really hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please leave us a rating and review the episode wherever it is that you listen.